the Bible Study Podcast, episode 481. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Proverbs with chapter 19. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I feel like I'm talking fast today because there are 29 new Proverbs here to cover in chapter 19, so let's get started. Better the poor whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. Poor and rich is not as important to God as blameless versus perverse, blameless and not blameless. What we do with our lives, what we do with what we've been given, is how we will be judged. Desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? Remember, we've got that theme of the way or the path that's running here through Proverbs. And what path are you on? What way are you on? What direction are you heading? And how much more will hasty feet miss the way? So how much more if you rush towards a direction, you are not necessarily rushing towards the right direction. And so without knowledge, we are pulled along by our desires. And our desires can pull us quite fast at some times, but not necessarily in the right direction, not necessarily in a path or a way that ends someplace we want to be. A person's own folly leads to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. Isn't it interesting? Have you ever known someone who is never to blame for all the things that go wrong in their life? Even though they are, even though it's often because of their own decisions, and yet they feel they've been treated unfairly, that life treats them unfairly. They may or may not verbally rage against the Lord, against God, but they feel like life is against them. They feel like the universe or God is against them, and yet sometimes they don't see that It's their own decisions that are leading to those problems. Now, we need to have good friends around us who tell us when we are that person. Wealth attracts many friends, but even the closest friend of the poor person deserts them. This is not a cheery proverb. This is not a proverb that says you ought to be wealthy and therefore get more friends. I think it's just describing the way things are. If you win the lottery, you will find you have more friends and relatives than you knew you had. That doesn't necessarily mean they will be good friends, of course. A false witness will not go unpunished, and whoever pours out lies will not go free. There are consequences to our actions, and being a false witness or pouring out lies is something that will be punished. Now, I was thinking about that this week, because I've been thinking about rumor and thinking about the internet and thinking about social media. And it occurs to me that when I do thumbs up on an article that I don't know is true, I am basically telling the social media systems out there to share this more. I am just by doing a thumbs up, I am spreading a rumor that may or may not be true. And if it's a false witness that I'm being, then this proverb is not bringing me good news. So be a little careful before you share. Do a little homework before you share. Many curry favor with a ruler, and everyone is the friend of the one who gives gifts. 
Again, this sounds like wealth attracts many friends. That doesn't necessarily mean they are good friends. Many curry favor with the ruler. We know that to be true. But the other way to think about this, as we talked about last week, is think about what you can give as gifts, not necessarily physical gifts, but how can you bring benefit to those around you? How can you help? What gifts do you have? What skills do you have? If you want friends, then be one of those people who gives, not necessarily gives gifts that are wrapped in paper, but gives of their time, of their talents, of their energies. The poor are shunned by all their relatives. How much more do their friends avoid them? Though the poor pursue them with pleading, they are nowhere to be found. We are not holding out hope for being poor this week. One of the things we have to do is we have to put these verses in the context of the Bible here where God looks out for those who are powerless, where God cares about those who are powerless and asks us to look out for them. Think about all of the prophets like Isaiah that are constantly harping on the people about how they're treating the poor. And part of the reason is that this is the lot of the poor, shunned by their relatives and how much more do their friends avoid them. They are powerless, and because they cannot be of help to people, people avoid them. A lot of these verses today are saying we suck up to those who are rich who can give us stuff, and we avoid those who are poor who will just be asking things from us. But we as the people of God are asked to do things differently. The one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. Seek and you will find. Ask and it will be given to you. Knock and the door will be opened. The one who seeks will find. The one who cherishes understanding. The one who values understanding what things are going on. The one who values understanding things will soon prosper because they're going to have a better grasp of the situation. A false witness will not go unpunished and whoever pours out lies will perish. That is almost a duplicate of what we had four verses earlier. Again, don't be a false witness. Don't be pouring out lies. In person, online, wherever. It is not fitting for a fool to live in luxury. How much worse for a slave to rule over princes. It would be unthinkable in the society in which this was written for a slave to rule over princes. And it is so unthinkable for a fool to live in luxury. The idea here is that if you're foolish, it won't lead to that. It's just not fitting. It's just not appropriate. It's just not to be expected. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. We talk about being patient as we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, but did you know that patience is wise? It is wise to be patient with other people. Why? Well, because what are you doing? What are you building? Remember, if we value people over stuff, we will build relationships. And being patient helps build relationships. Overlooking an offense, not looking for the slights, but looking to be gracious, builds relationships. And people who are wise are building up, not tearing down. The king's rage is like the roar of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. And if you've ever heard the roar of a lion, and I happen to have heard the roar of a lion while being in the Ngorongoro Park in Tanzania, there is something visceral about that. Even though I was inside a Land Rover, I can tell you that there was something that kind of loosens up the bowels by hearing the roar of a lion, and that's what it's like when the king is mad at you. You don't want to be in that situation. There is something that makes you want to flee. But his favor is the opposite. His favor is something very pleasant, like the dew on the grass. 
this seems like we ought to be careful not to make the king roar like a lion. A foolish child is a father's ruin, and a quarrelsome wife is like the constant dripping of a leaky roof. I like that one. You know, it, it won't kill you, but it may just drive you crazy. If you have a quarrelsome wife, if you have a quarrelsome husband, it's just something that wears you down day after day, drip after drip, argument after argument. And if we are the one who is that quarrelsome, that's what we're doing to the people around us. If we're the ones who are the foolish child, we're bringing the ruin of our parents. Houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. The opposite of having that quarrelsome wife, remember that we said that people who are wise overlook offense, people who are wise are patient. And so to have that wise woman, that prudent woman, that prudent wife, or that prudent husband is a gift from God. And again, I have to say, as I'm coming up on a 35th wedding anniversary, amen. Laziness brings on deep sleep and the shiftless go hungry. If you want to eat, you better work. Whoever keeps commandments keeps their life, but whoever shows contempt for their ways will die. Remember, as we go way back, we get the wages of sin or death. And we can find that throughout. And basically that if we're on that path, if we're on that way that is leading to the wrong place, and we get on that path by breaking those commandments, it's leading to destruction. It's leading to death. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Remember all those things about the poor above here that says that people avoid them. People pay attention to kings, they pay attention to the rich, but they avoid the poor because they can't get anything from them. And what it's saying here is if you're lending to the poor, if you're treating the poor with kindness, you will be repaid, even if not by these people who can't repay you. God is watching what you're doing, and God will reward what you have done. Discipline your children, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to their death. To instill in our children discipline is to point them in the right direction and to give them the tools to deal with life. To deal with life and to keep getting up and moving on. To head in the right direction and not in the wrong direction. And not to head in the right direction just because we're watching them, to instill in them discipline, to discipline them, but also to instill in them discipline brings hope, brings life. So it says, don't be a willing party to their death. Don't fail to discipline your children or don't fail to build discipline into your children or that you will head them in the wrong direction. A hot-tempered person must pay the penalty, rescue them, and you will have to do it again. Well, that's not very encouraging. Uh, so it's saying a hot-tempered person here is going to continually get themselves into trouble. So if you rescue them, it's just a matter of time until they'll need rescuing again because a hot-tempered person is making trouble for themselves. Listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end you will be counted among the wise. At the end, did you notice that? It's not if you listen to advice and accept discipline, you will, you will be wise. So you'll be wise eventually. It takes some time. But if you listen to advice, if you accept discipline, if you keep working on it, eventually your path will end as one of those people who are wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. In the midst of all that's going on in our lives, in the midst of what's going on in governments, in the midst of what's going on in families, in the midst of what's going on in work, in the midst of what's going on at home, God is working his purposes out. 
We can make lots of plans, but what it's saying here is that God's purpose eventually will prevail. What a person desires is unfailing love. Better to be poor than a liar. Being poor doesn't put you at odds with God. Being a liar does. So being poor is something that's a more fixable and less dangerous position than being a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, then one rests content, untouched by trouble. I'm not sure about untouched by trouble, but certainly to take discipline from God, to listen to advice and accept discipline from God is going to head you in the best possible direction. A sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He will not even bring it back to his mouth. That is pretty darn lazy. You don't want to be too lazy to even feed yourself. And yet when we are lazy, we are taking food away from our mouths or we're taking away from our families. Flog a mocker and the simple will learn prudence. Rebuke the discerning and they will gain knowledge. Again, this is a common theme here that those who are discerning, those who know right from wrong, those who are applying wisdom to their decisions will gain knowledge. Even when they're rebuked, they will learn from that. Whoever robs their father and drives out their mother is a child who brings shame and disgrace. Yeah, don't do that. Stop listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. If you don't listen, you can't learn. If you don't learn, you will stray. You will not be on the right path. A corrupt witness mocks at justice, and the mouth of the wicked gulps down evil. A corrupt witness is talked about quite a lot here in Proverbs. Not just something to be avoided, but something really evil. To distort justice, to deprive those who don't have power to get it for themselves of justice is evil. It's not just undesirable. It's not just unpatriotic. It's evil. We are called to bring justice. We are called to stand up for those in need of justice. Penalties are prepared for mockers and beatings for the backs of fools. That sounds like something to avoid by not mocking and not being a fool. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of million praying moms. And I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.